Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleta, and I'm so glad you're tuning into these candid conversations about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor and author specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. If you've tuned into the podcast before, you know it's a hotline style show, meaning people call in or write in with their relationship questions, and I answer them on this show in short, practical, bite-sized answers. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, send it via email or voice memo to deborah at truelovedates.com or check out my podcast page, truelovedates.com slash love and relationships, and I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's good to be with you guys again. It is Valentine's Day week, and I know that this time of year can be polarizing for a lot of people. You know, people tend to have a love-hate relationship with Valentine's Day, and today's question comes from a listener, Marcy from Washington, who wants to know if I have any tips on how to avoid the Valentine's Day letdown. So today we're talking about three ways to avoid Valentine's Day disappointment. And this is going to apply to you no matter what your relationship status. I'm going to talk to you about some things that I have found to be helpful as we're approaching Valentine's Day. But before we get started, if you are single and you are out there wondering what you're going to do this week and how you're going to distract yourself and whether or not it's going to be a good Valentine's Day week for you guys, let me just remind you that our first online singles event of 2020 is tomorrow, February 12th, from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. We're having a time of discussion. We're going to have polls and surveys. We're going to have a live chat room on the side throughout where you can connect with other singles. There's going to be singles from all across the country. And I'm going to be giving a little lesson. And then after that, we're just going to have a fun time of interacting and hanging out together. So we've got a few tickets left and you can grab your ticket and register for this online event at truelovedates.com slash store. But let's go ahead and dive into Marcy's question. How do you avoid the Valentine's Day let down, you know, how do you avoid disappointment on Valentine's Day? And whether you're single or dating or married, I think there can be unmet expectations when it comes to Valentine's Day. So let me tell you about my worst Valentine's Day ever. I had just gotten through um, a significantly difficult breakup and it was actually my first Valentine's Day celebrating alone. So that was tricky. You know, I was hurting and I was sulking and the entire week leading up to Valentine's Day, I was just really struggling. And on the night of Valentine's Day, my single girlfriend and I decided we would do probably the least effective coping strategy for dealing with Valentine's Day disappointment. And that was staying home in our pajamas and watching romantic chick flicks 
all by ourselves. First of all, you guys know me and my theory about romantic chick flicks, but they just set you up for disappointment, you know? Like, it's so unrealistic. And so here we are watching these romanticized movies, and I'm facing a broken heart. It was like adding fuel to the fire. It was a recipe for disappointment and something I really wouldn't recommend that you do, you know? Rather than help me get out of my head and look past the situation I was in, I found myself struggling with disappointment and feeling worse than I'd felt before. So no matter what your relationship status, I think it's important to understand, you know, some of us love Valentine's Day, some of us hate it, but here's the thing. It's right around the corner and it's a special occasion. It's a time to celebrate love. And no matter what side of the fence you are, whether you love it or hate it, there are things that you can do leading up to it to make it a day that you desire rather than a day that you dread. So let's start with the first thing and what I think is the most important thing, and that is shifting your perspective. The most important thing you have to counter disappointment is your perspective. Your perspective has the power to change your feelings, which in turn change your behaviors. You probably saw me post on Instagram the other day about how if you're struggling with a breakup, the number one thing that you need to take inventory of is your perspective, your thoughts, because thoughts lead to feelings and feelings lead to behaviors. And and a lot of times we just think feelings are just there. There's nothing we can do about them. But recent science has shown us that feelings aren't just rooted in feelings. Feelings are precipitated by a thought. There's usually an underlying thought that's really causing harm and causing us to feel let down. So take some inventory of your perspective about Valentine's Day and ask yourself, am I focused on what I don't have Or am I focused on all that God has given me? You know, I think sometimes Valentine's Day is easy to dwell on all that we're lacking and all that we're missing, you know, instead of focusing on what we have been given. And I think shifting your perspective and going into the day with gratitude helps you open your heart to being able to enjoy what you already have instead of looking at what you want and what you don't have. When I shift my perspective as a married person, I find myself grateful for the gift of everyday love that I get to have with my husband rather than let down if I don't get what I wanted or don't get that special date that I wanted. I mean, God knows with three children, we have had some crazy Valentine's days where the the wait was just way too long. The kids were getting cranky. We had to load everybody up in the car, just go home and pick up Chinese food on the way. I mean, we have had Valentine's Day expectations that were let down. But when you change your perspective and you go into it being grateful for what God has already given you, It can change your life. When you're single, how you change your perspective is you find yourself grateful for the significant relationships God has already given you. You guys know about my rant about the term significant other and how it bothers me when people use that term only referring to a romantic relationship because God has given us so many significant others, significant relationships in our life that we are to invest in and to be grateful for, relationships that are meant to influence us and meant to enrich our lives. So how can you invest in your significant others and be grateful 
for the relationships that God has already given you. So number one, shift your perspective about this day. Number two, plan ahead. Once you've shifted your perspective, you know, you've got to get practical and start planning ahead to make the most of the day. You know, right now you've got a few days until Valentine's Day. So what can you do to plan ahead? Don't do what I did and wait till the last minute. I should not have sat around passively waiting for that dreaded Valentine's Day when I was, you know, newly single and struggling with a broken heart. Instead, I should have planned ahead. I should have found something healthy to occupy my time, something that was going to uplift me and encourage me on a day that I knew would be difficult to face. And instead of doing that, I sat around and I allowed myself to be passive and whatever happens, happens. And now I'm in my pajamas with nothing to do but watch chick flicks and feel miserable. You know, I could have gotten dressed up. I could have gathered some friends. We could have gone out to eat. We could have invested in an evening of self-care or pampering or whatever. You know, planning ahead is the key to not having that letdown. Don't be passive about it. And and even now that I'm married, I don't wait around and hope that John magically reads my mind and knows exactly how I want to celebrate this special day, even though, side note, Valentine's Day is actually his birthday. So it gets a little tricky around here because not only are we celebrating our relationship and our love, but we're also celebrating his birthday. So we've got to communicate. We have to lay out our expectations for the day. We've got to plan ahead because with kids especially, you've got to plan ahead of of what your day is going to look like and what your expectations are so that you're not let down. You know, sometimes what John and I do is we actually stay home for Valentine's Day because with three kids, it can be a little crazy at restaurants and just trying to make reservations. And so sometimes we just stay home on Valentine's Day and we have a special meal that I cook for him. And that can be his Valentine's Day celebration. And then a week later or on the weekend after Valentine's Day, we'll go out and celebrate Valentine's Day with a a concert or a date or, you know, going out to eat or whatever. One time we went glass blowing. That was super fun. I talk about that actually in Love in Every Season and some of the lessons we learned from that experience. All that to say, thinking ahead and putting in planning is what communicates love avoiding that last minute scramble because that's what tends to cause the most disappointment when you're just scrambling last minute and you haven't thought ahead and it's just an afterthought. It's not the romantic grand gestures. It's not spending a lot of money that communicates love. It's showing thoughtfulness and intention. So leading up to that day, what can you do that's going to show thoughtfulness and intention? And if you're single, what can you do that's going to show thoughtfulness and intention to yourself or to the people that God has placed around you? Plan ahead. And number three, go into the day focused on investing in loving rather than being loved. I think it's easy to see Valentine's Day as the day where we're there to get love. You know, I am here to receive love. I remember in high school, our our school used to do this um, flower exchange thing where you could buy a rose or a carnation for somebody, 
and it would be like this secret flower delivery where the morning of you would get flowers from your secret admirer. And I just remember every Valentine's Day going into high school, just hoping that I would get flowers from somebody. And and I never thought about giving flowers, ironically, like I never did. I never thought about getting flowers from my friends or my teachers or even someone I was interested in. I was just there to receive And some years that worked out for me, but other years it was a major letdown when I didn't get the love that I was looking for. I didn't get that flower. Our human nature is to go into it thinking about what we can get out of this day instead of what we have to give. If you're single, it is crucial for you to consider all the ways that God wants to use you to show love to the people around you. The Bible tells us that when you refresh others, you will also be refreshed. There's a symbiotic relationship there. When you give, God pours out to you. So consider volunteering to help or serve those in need in some capacity. Maybe get involved in a ministry opportunity Or maybe find a friend or family member who is struggling or feeling down and out in this season of life, somebody that could use an extra dose of love. How can you give love? How can you go into the day thinking about the ways that you can bless others? And for those of us who are married, what if we changed our perspective on Valentine's Day to consider how we can invest in pouring out love on our spouse? without the strings of expectation attached, you know? It can be easy to go into it with the focus early on in a relationship. You're like, yeah, I'm here to give. I love my spouse. I'm excited about Valentine's Day. I can't wait to show them creatively how I love them. But often in marriage, as time passes, we find ourselves losing motivation or becoming apathetic. If you've read Love in Every Season, you know I spend an entire section talking about winter, the season of winter in a relationship where the emotions and the infatuation start to cool off and you find yourself immersed in the mundane routine of day-to-day life. You know, there's a high level of comfort in the relationship, but there's also the tendency and the temptation for apathy you know, where you're not investing as much and you're not being as creative and as thoughtful because you're like, oh yeah, my, my spouse already knows that I love them. And, you know, we've been together for so long and we know each other so well and, and we lose our intention. We lose that being deliberate to show love in a relationship. We struggle with that frost of apathy. And one way to break that cycle is to see Valentine's Day as the opportunity to take the time and the energy to show our spouse how important they are, to be deliberate, to plan a date, to write a note, to set aside some time to talk, to invest in the relationship and go into it with an attitude of giving instead of the expectation of receiving and see how it impacts your relationship. No matter what your relationship status this Valentine's Day, The opportunity to fight disappointment is within your reach. You know, it doesn't have to be a day of feeling let down. Go into the day with a proper perspective, do a little planning ahead, and focus more on loving than being loved. And there's a good chance that you'll walk away from this Valentine's Day with a heart of gratitude, no matter what season of love you might find yourself in. Happy Valentine's Day. 
friends, I just want to encourage you if you haven't already to go check out my new book, Love in Every Season. You know, whether you're single or dating or married, there are reflection questions at the end of each section that are going to help you navigate through these seasons and understand them and learn how you can become the healthiest version of yourself, how you can take your relationships to the next level using the important components of each of these seasons. And if you've heard me talk about it on the podcast, guys, you know we just skimmed the surface of the iceberg. There is so much more to discuss and learn. And the more you know, the better you're going to do in relationships. So this Valentine's Day, pick up a copy of Love in Every Season for you or someone you love. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. It was so fun to chat with you about love and relationships. No matter what your relationship status, if you're looking to go deeper with healthy relationships, I invite you to check out my books, True Love Dates, Choosing Marriage, or my brand new book, Love in Every Season. You can find out more information about those as well as hundreds of articles and in-depth courses over at my blog, truelovedates.com. I love connecting with you. So please find me on Facebook or Instagram at truelovedates and give me a shout out. If you have a love and relationship question on your mind, reach out to me at truelovedates.com slash love and relationships. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, be sure to subscribe and leave us your five-star review because it makes all the difference in getting the word out. I'm Deborah Faleta, and it was so great being together again today, and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.